Alright, and welcome back to Talk Anything with Cass, and thank you guys so much for sticking with me and listening, and I love you guys all so much with my little birdies. Uh, I have some great guests today, um, I, I, and a repeat guest, actually. I have Tracy, and I have Lee coming back to the show. Hi, guys. Yay. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Lee is actually coming out with an amazing new podcast show and I am going to make sure that you guys get to listen to part of it during some of this show and I will make sure to put the trailer at the very end and um, we are here to talk about it today so uh, please give me some deets and also hello how are you guys doing today? Good. I doing well. Making the trailer about 10 minutes. Before we would you here. <laughs> <laughs> I have the hey, best time. It works. It works. Yeah. Awesome. And Tracy, who are you? And um, what are you with the project? Um, so um, I am in... Well, I started off as an actress, and then I pivoted to screenwriting, and then I pivoted to producing... I basically just kept giving myself jobs, so I kept sure. switching positions to give myself more work. Um, sure. So I ended <laughs> up... okay. Yeah. It's fine. Right? Um, <laughs> ended up writing roles for myself um, and then um, getting involved in voiceover and, like, horror audio dramas and stuff like that. Um, Wonderful. And then, yeah, and then... We're uh, going to have to talk about that then. Absolutely. I have a few projects mm-hmm. coming up that I need people. <laughs> I will absolutely help out. Yes. And so at some point, uh, Lee reached out, and Lee and I had been, like, social media friends for, it felt like, generations. Like, I don't, I can't even tell you the origin story of how Lee and I have met. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was Earbud Theater or Tennyson. I'm not sure. That's Tenny. That's Tenny. Okay, so... <laughs> Lee and I have known each other for quite a long time, and Lee reached out and said, I am writing these kind of horror audio dramas. Um, It's got um, an emphasis on stories that are particularly from queer folk, and I want you to be a part of it. Um, So I kind of jumped in, and um, uh, yeah, I, I do the voices, some of the voices, and the stories are beautiful, and um, they would make me cry while I was acting them, which yeah. uh, <laughs> they just resonated on such a deep level, um, and I realized sure. that these were such special stories, and you know, when you like know someone, and they're awesome, but you don't know like maybe if they're talented or not, and they're like, hey, I have this thing, and you're like, uh-huh, yeah, abs- absolutely, I will take a look. Yeah. Um, and then you take a look, and you're like, holy shit, they're really mm-hmm. talented. Um, and that's what happened with Lee, where I was just like, these are amazing, so well-written, so well-crafted. I just feel like I won the lottery, which is to work with an awesome person and to work on awesome stories. I love Lee. Yeah. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of amazingness when it comes to arts, you know, it's it's good people and good stories. Like you don't get, it doesn't get better than that. I agree. You might really like the one that we're working on right now. So, um, like, it's to the point where, like, we're writing this out because what we do is we're on Discord and the three of us are writing together. And so we're basically role-playing it out and then we're turning it into a script and then turning it into the show. And um, as we're writing it out, we're, like, commenting to the top we're like I'm not crying you're crying (laughs) like the other night we were recording our third episode and there were a few one-liners in there that I forgot that I wrote that I had to be like (laughs) hold on guys (laughs) I can't bring myself together right now because I forgot how funny I was (laughs) 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 so you guys yeah it's so the concept is is um I I based it off of kind of like Monster of the Week, um, just the characters basically, and then um, we do a different kind of dice rolling system, but we still use like a dice rolling system sometimes for like some of the real, um, like the combat and stuff, so we're trying to keep it to where like there's an RP aspect to it, but like we're still like being creative and getting the story told and um 
so my base story was was that angels are bad, demons are good, mm-hmm. and angels are trying to take over the world, and they have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have we seen biblical angels? Like, what do you need with that many eyes? Am I right? Like, right? They're pretty horrifying. I mean, for real. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And it's, yeah. That sounds really cute and creative. And I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, you'll have to, I'll send you guys the link to it. And check check, check it out. We've only got like two episodes out so far. But, um... We, I'm getting ready to record the third one and, you know, or not record, but edit. Sorry. Wow. Mm-hmm. My no, brain's all like, blah, blah. Um, it all kind of bleeds together after a while. So <laughs> yes, it does words, you know, and such things and weed. Mm-hmm. It's good things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll send you guys the link to that. You guys have to check it out. It's, it's yeah. a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, thanks for having us. I think we're yeah. super excited to be on this. So, yeah. Yeah. It was fun last time. I was yes. Really, I, I was excited to bring Tracy on this time because yeah. it was a lot of fun. Well, shit, we talked for two hours last time and didn't even realize it until I looked yeah. at the thing and went, okay, it's been two hours. We need to wrap yeah. this up. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of forgot. Yeah. We were just having so much fun talking, and it just kind of got away from us. But those are the best ones, (laughs) because it it, it changes from, like, interview to, like, just conversation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that tends to be what ends up with my show. (laughs) That's definitely a compliment. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) So, tell us about the show, Lee. Like, what's what's the deal? Um, Okay, it's called... Strange stories from odd folks with an X. It's folks with an X. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it started off as me some quite some time ago um, in a continuous circle that I do of how can I do more for my communities mm-hmm. um, and for the people that I'm around and, you know, the things that should be brought more to the fore and things like that. And... One of my answers has always been the creativity that trans people can manage, despite all of the shit we go through. Um, and queer people, and you know anybody who's not cishet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, I think we talked about this last time. Is you know the more kind of intersectional pieces you have, the more you get shoved into a corner, and it means when you're a creative person that unless you're incredibly lucky, your stuff gets just shoved further and further into a niche. And it doesn't matter what it is, just the fact that you're queer gets it shoved there. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. <laughs> I, I, no, I, really I feel that. that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it makes it hard to find, and it just adds to the whole othering of queer people. Sure. In general. Um, and <clears throat> I came up with this idea that I'd love to do a podcast that was written entirely by queer people, but I didn't have the means to do it for ages. Mm-hmm. And then it came to a point where I actually did. I had, you know, I've got a decent mic setup, I've got a decent computer, I've got these bits and pieces that I could put together. All I need is people to do it with. And when I thought about people to do it with, um, one of the people I thought of first was actually probably the first person I thought of, was Tracy. Aww. Because I That's love awesome. Tracy's work. Um, <laughs> we met we met via, via our friend, uh, mutual friend, Tennyson. And so I've seen Tracy uh, acting and producing and writing and all of this stuff and voiceovers and stuff. There's another podcast that Tracy does, uh, a bunch of voices and sometimes called Earbud Theatre. It's great. Lots of disturbing, scary stuff. Cool. <laughs> great podcast. Um... And so, yes, Tracy was just a great example of somebody who I thought would be just a brilliant addition, not just for the voiceover talent, which is the main thing, of course, but also also for her passion when she gets into work and, and into doing something and her skill and charm and just ability to do whatever's needed. Um mm-hmm. 
and so I asked, and Tracy came back very enthusiastically about it. Yeah, I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. absolutely. Yes. And that was before I'd even showed her any of the stuff that I was going to ask her to read. Then it became even more enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that, and basically what I put together is this podcast with season one being 10 episodes. Uh, nine of them are stories that are read free each by me, by Tracy, and by my partner, yeah. Cuddles, otherwise known as Lexi, <laughs> and one audio drama, which, again, written by me and stars Tracy and Cuddles as the two characters. And <clears throat> then, basically, um, just writing them, editing them, putting them together, and then getting them recorded and all the bits and pieces. And I'm in the process still of putting all the episodes together, but we're ready to go. <laughs> Slightly earlier than planned, but it's happening. The first episode's actually out on the 10th, so in four days. That's amazing. So, yeah, scary. It's a Tracy episode. A scary one. Scary uh... Tracy episode, which I sent you, which I've given you the clip for. for to play. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I didn't get the chance to listen to it because I got home and I was not feeling very well and I immediately oh, went to bed. Like, I'm not kidding. No, I went to bed at like 6 o'clock yesterday. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's a scary, it's a scary story. Um, I, I gave Tracy the option between a bunch of stories. She got to pick first. Um, and then I like Cuddle's pick and then I grabbed the last ones. And I think... They're all coming out really well. I'm reasonably new to the audio editing of podcasts with sound effects and that kind of stuff. So sure. it's been some learning curving and it sounded great up and coming back. But I think I think they're coming out really well. Yeah, when so I when I listened to it, the sound effects sounded great. The sound design yeah. sounded really really good, and I was like, yeah, okay, hell yeah. yeah. And this is my first time doing this, so. Yeah, amazing. I can get. I can only get better at it. <laughs> so the idea oh, yeah. of the podcast is: this season, everything was written by me because it's the first season, and so what I want to do is show people what it is. Is okay. I'm queer in various different ways. Um, here's a bunch of stuff by me. Um, my partner Cuddles and Tracy are both cishet, but very strong allies, and I feel like that's important is the connection not just to queer people but also to the people that love and support us um <clears throat> and the other friend that's done like the intros and outros and the voiceover in the trailers is also a cishet lady who's a does a whole bunch of different stuff got her fingers in a whole lot of pies america young um and so i've just got kind of i've wound up my own token queer person somehow surrounded um, <laughs> myself with allies. <laughs> uh, but the idea is that for season two, there are submissions and anyone can come in, anyone who's queer can come in and submit stories, which we'll go through and kind of pick the best ones. Um, and I've also got a couple of ideas for stuff to do between seasons as well. Sure. Um, which I'm really looking forward to, but I'm saying nothing about just yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> until I get going on them, I will not tell everybody. I'm told can Tracy. I, but can I just give a quick shout out to America yeah. Young because um, yeah. she uh, is the voice of Barbie for the Barbie video yes. game. So when you hear the intro and outro, I just picture Barbie and because she's dressed up <laughs> as like. Sweet yeah. and she, America's a badass, right? So she does she, she does stunts. She's like uh, directed for CW shows. Like she is a freaking badass. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, "Hi yeah. everyone!" Like here's and it just sounds like Barbie. So <laughs> yeah, she voices Barbie Dreamhouse. She voiced Batgirl and Gotham Knights. Yeah, uh, so she's just, just like, came out and she's done everything, you know, Monster High and all sorts of things for a long time. And she's just got oh, this like man. bubbly voice to her. That is. She's so one good. of the kindest and sweetest people you will ever meet. Um, and she's got such talent. And um, she, she she almost begged to help. Um, I was telling her about the podcast. And her response was, 
can I do something? Can I can I do an ad for you? <laughs> like, can I do wow. anything for you? That is yeah. amazing because I'm I love Monster Which High. I was like, not expecting I'm because, and I still love Monster yeah, and uh, I wasn't expecting because America I know super busy, Korea. Um, same with their husband uh, Dove. He's very you know they've got a lot going on with their careers and they've got a kid and so I wasn't kind of <laughs> expecting anything, but you know she offered. So that's I amazing. Went, okay. <laughs> yeah, I have very talented friends, and they are very kind and willing to do many things. Apparently, that mm -hmm. I would not have asked them to do. Um, so that was great. <laughs> so she done the intros and outros for all the episodes, and she's done the trailers for me. And so they all sound really good. That's and awesome. Yeah, I was I was really blown away by her just eagerness to find a way to get involved. That was really nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I I will just also point out that America and her husband Dove went viral by yes. gender gender swapping the costumes for Luke and uh, Han. Leia. No, for Leia yeah. and Han. So you yeah. have Dove who's dressed in Leia's slate outfit, and you have yeah. her dressed as Han. And Mark <laughs> Hamill retweeted it and was like, "Ah." Uh, and it was the funniest thing. So, <laughs> yeah. and this comes back every single year. Every, every May the fourth, every, every without fail, every year yeah, they show up again. You can just Google it, gender swap, and they're they're probably like the first result that comes up, and you're like, yeah. wow, okay. <laughs> and you know, they show up every year, and I kind of sneak around on the internet watching people that I know, going, oh look at this, this is amazing, and going, D, you know that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> So our, our female Han Solo slash Barbie was the one who did the intro uh -huh. outros. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, man. So um, I guess, did you guys have any other topics that you wanted to talk about? Because I am not prepared. <laughs> no, me either. Um. <laughs> So, like, um, Tracy, how did you get into, like, really everything, like, you're doing now? Um, sure. Uh, like everything I'm doing now. Also, I was going <laughs> to say that um, one of the topics, like, I, I didn't, like, prepare an essay on it or anything, but I thought because uh, May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month that, um, oh, yes. That's one of the things that I could, like, talk about for four hours. You know, there's always, like, the, yes. like, swamp where it's like, what could you talk about? Uninterrupted for four hours until someone literally drags you off the stage with, like, one of those <laughs> giant cartoon stage hooks. And for me, it's mental health. Um, mm -hmm. So if you want to chat about that after yeah. we're done talking about um, my origin story, we yeah. can totally do that. Um, that's just something that I am super passionate about that I could talk about for hours as a mini expert, mm -hmm. mini unwilling expert. Um, <laughs> no, I get that. Happen. True crime is mine, nice. and metal, and <laughs> okay, okay, like yeah. So I get it. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Um, how did I get started? Um, so I started off as an actress really young. Um, down in Orange County, there was a professional theater, and I just had like a shit ton of energy. You're okay with swearing on this podcast, right? Oh yeah, we say okay. all the time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just had a shit ton of energy, and my parents were like, for the love of fuck, just give her a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really, it was a, a, like a, a combo between me being insanely interested in marine biology and acting. Um, and sure. so uh, I started taking acting lessons, um, fell in love with it, decided that I wanted to be, um, I actually wanted to be a marine biologist. I wanted to major in marine biology. So I, I drove up to Santa Cruz and uh, learned all about it. And they were like, you have to take a lot of math classes. And then you stand in front of a computer no. and it's data. Like, no. Yeah, I was like, no, no, I want to be like the Jaws marine biologist, right? Like, <laughs> and they were like, that's, not, they were like, that's in the ocean. not really a thing. And so I was like, uh, well, shit. So I became a theater major. Um uh was down in orange county california um just down the street from disneyland getting my theater degree and then moved up to la and started auditioning professionally for um film television commercials and i couldn't really break through mm -hmm. and for me it was really kind of tough to figure out why i changed my hair color i changed so much about myself trying to fit into what i thought people wanted and i actually had a 
talent manager pulled me aside one day and he's like, do you know why you're not succeeding? And I was like, I, I don't, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. And he said, it's not, <laughs> it's not talent. It's not looks. It's not marketability. He said, every single successful artist that I represent by the time their feet hit the ground, the only thing they've thought about is themselves. He's like, mm-hmm. that's it. It's, they have an absolute fascination with themselves and zero curiosity in anyone else. And he's like, it doesn't, like, they're, they're polite, they can be kind, whatever, but the end of the day, they are only interested in themselves, and that is how and why they succeed. And I took that information, and I sat on it for maybe, I don't know, 10 years, but it stayed with me right. because I've never been that person And I will never be that person. And if that's what it meant that I needed to succeed in the way that everyone else did, if what it looked like as traditional success, I knew I wasn't going to hit that. And so sure enough, like I didn't get to where I wanted with my acting career. But what I started doing was writing my own rules. I was like, why would I wait on someone else to give me permission to act in a really awesome role when I can just write it? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of what I did. Yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, give yourself those jobs. And the best thing as an actor is, guess what? You have a shit ton of access to a bunch of scripts. Yeah. And at some oh, point, yeah. when you read enough scripts, you're like, I could actually write this better than how this is. <laughs> so I started writing my own projects. I wrote my own dream roles. And then I had scripts and I had short films that I wanted made and then I was like wow I have no idea how these will get made I think I'll teach myself how to produce so then I learned how to produce and I started making my own stuff and then one thing led to another and then I kind of just got involved in every aspect of production because I wanted to know everything about how everything worked you know like when you're working on a car like a car engine it yep. doesn't help if you're like, well, I know what the carburetor is, but I don't know anything else. Like, if you want to work on a car engine, you need to know every single aspect of it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did, is I yeah. wanted to make my own projects, and I wanted to help my friends make their projects. Yeah. Um, so, and that's kind of how I landed here. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a lot like Miyu, where I kind of just kind of was sticking my toes into it and then I was like you know what I want to do my own shit and so because uh with my family like they're all self-entrepreneurs like my grandparents started the drilling business from the ground up and made a multi-million dollar company and my dad also made his own company he had multiple companies actually like right now he's not really doing anything he's old and just kind of doing what he can because he's broken (laughs) but um my uncle also has his own drilling company but like my dad he was he's a lot like I'm a lot like my dad so like he originally was selling insurance and was like this is absolutely not really what I'm needing to do and so he ended up going back and drilling with my grandpa and um then throughout the process was also a hunting guide because he loves hunting well as they were hunting they were doing like the the prey dog shoots and stuff because in wyoming they're ridiculously everywhere and um he had this idea to make this shooting bench that had like a rotating seat and like a a way that you could rest your elbows in a more comfortable spot and so he ended up selling that patent to um cabela's and was building shooting benches for cabela's also while um doing water wells and drilling fucking your uh natural gas and everything else (laughs) (laughs) we just were really busy people (laughs) yeah a lot of stuff yeah so i get that like it's and even when i was in restaurants like i wanted to learn everything and so i did and you know like i i can literally uh bartend i can dishwash i can be the head chef i can do the books like you know i can do anything i can go on the line and cook um it's just if you want if you really feel something that you're interested in 
and you really just pull your whole self into it, it's really more beneficial for yourself. Yeah, it's a holistic approach where you want to understand every aspect of it so you can be better at it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. Like, I feel like some people just don't have that drive. And so it's really nice to see people that do have that same drive like I do, where it's like, I want to learn everything. I want to be efficient in the entire fucking thing. Like, mm-hmm. shit, right now, I could build a fucking RV except for the ceilings because I won't get up on that fucking catwalk. <laughs> you will not see me on that motherfucking catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I can do like the drawers I can do the doors I can do electrical shit like I know how to do all the pre-wiring shit I've watched them how to do the floors like that's amazing yeah and honestly we have we live in such an amazing digital age where so much information is available Mm -hmm. it it, I don't understand people who still have just like a genuine lack of curiosity about yeah because I'm like I could I could go on YouTube today and find out how to cook, how to do electric wiring. Like, is it yep. going to make me an expert overnight? No, but no. I could. I have access to how to yep. learn those things. And even Absolutely. like 25 years ago, if you were like, I want to learn about a thing. It was like, have fun getting to your local library and knowing what you're supposed <laughs> to look for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping they have it. <laughs> yeah, hoping um, they have the book yeah. that you're looking for, and now you can just right. go on thriftbooks.com, which is and my favorite the, website to go on. There's <laughs> a million different websites where you can get co- accredited courses online. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, everywhere. that shit cracks and me the up. <laughs> Like, I, I, got, I was a chef, or I, I became a chef. Oh, what school did you go to? Uh, blah blah online. Yeah. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> like, and guess what? There's significantly what? less food and debt to that one. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. Like, I went to Le Cordon Bleu and paid 40 grand to go like, to uh-huh. Le Cordon Bleu. And you tell, but how many classes did you take? <laughs> like, yeah, it's snobbery. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I watched the videos online. Oh, yep. my God. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, it makes my hand. head hurt so bad. Well, and even when yeah. I was in Wyoming, like, I was in Wyoming and was trying to get my bakery going. And I was running a candy store, and the lady that owned the candy store was going to eventually sell it to me so that I could turn it into still, like, half bakery, like, candy store. And... um she ended up backing out on me. She's like, I'm just not ready to sell this yet. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I've been, <laughs> I literally reorganized this entire fucking store because the first time I walked into the store, I felt like I walked into somebody else's closet. It was so disorganized. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. So I reorganized this entire store. The, and one day I was vacuuming and this guy walks in and he was like, whoa. You organized everything. It looks beautiful in here. And I was like, thanks. He goes back to the wall, grabs like this huge five pound bag of jelly beans, gets a bag of popcorn, comes over. He goes, whoa, the popcorn's amazing. It's like, thank you. Go up to ring him up. He's like, by the way, I'm Steve Burns. I'm a state senator. I was like, what? <laughs> so I was all like all riding this high train of like hell yeah the fucking state senator came in and fucking said that he loved my the way my store looked after so because apparently he had been in there often um, for him to notice that I did something to the store hmm. and I tell the my the owner about it and she was just like oh yeah he's in here all the time just like not like in any like I didn't just tell her that I got complimented. Just like oh yeah, he's in here all the time. I was like yeah. oh okay, cool. Okay. Um, so I forgot. Oh okay, yeah. So coming back to this, see this is where it happens in my brain. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to get my bakery going. Well, then I'm finding out that there's like three other women in the town that I live in who are stay-at-home moms and are just doing these cakes from home that are caught they're, they're getting the box cake and they're getting all the ingredients from Walmart and being able to make the same well not really the same cakes because mine were obviously better but mm-hmm. um, obviously yeah 
the never they, doubt it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll have to send you pictures because they're amazing. Yeah. But um, so they were being able to make this cake at a quarter of the price, and they're just basically making these cakes just because they're bored housewives. You know what I mean? Because their husband makes a hundred thousand dollars a year, so they're just you wow, know, whatever. But they're making all, they're taking all my business because they are making the cheap cakes. And it's like, you guys do realize you're not getting the same quality. Like, this one lady was like, well, why should I pay you that much for that cake when I could go down the road and to Walmart and spit? Well, first of all, my ingredients are actually real, um, (laughs) made from scratch. None of them are made of plastic. Exactly. Um, And, I have uh, 22 years under my belt, and I went to the number three school in the nation, so. That's like someone being like, why would I pay more for for sharp cheddar when I can just go down the street and get American cheese? Exactly. Uh, Well, one of them isn't even real food, so. (laughs) Exactly. It just, it made my head hurt so bad. And then by the time I finally got out here to Oregon and everything, and like, it just, it's like, fuck, I have. $75,000 worth of equipment in my storage unit that I can't use because, like, I took out our stove in our RV because it's shit and I don't have the room to actually do all of it. And I ended up giving it to my fiance's sister because she's actually, like, you know, working on getting her bake. She's actually pretty close to getting her bakery open. I'm like, you know what? I'm probably never back to this the job i've got is mm-hmm. awesome like i've got benefits for the first time like i'm fucking wow. in the best shape of my life <laughs> and awesome. you know what so i ended up giving yeah, her all my rather going back to that stress yeah Let somebody else have that <laughs> exactly plus the, with the price mm-hmm. of fucking butter these days literally go fuck yourselves oh, oh. yeah <laughs> so the price of everything yeah it's hard it's really hard it's but when you when yeah. you're still an entrepreneur at heart you always find that yeah. next idea that you can work on and that's like my next thing is like if i can get some of these audio shows going to where i want to and actually start making yeah. money off of them i'll be golden that would be cool that's awesome yeah because for now i'm just doing it for fun because i fucking it tickles my belly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah if you're not doing it for fun, especially when it's a side gig, then yeah. why are you doing it? Really? Yeah. Just, Plus, I yeah. feel like it'll help people that... Because, I mean, we really are getting finally, like, a good listening. Like, our, our main show, Three Besties and a Guestie, is up to 800 listens. And um, our okay. audio show is up to, like, 300 already. And we just, like, started releasing. So, like, if we nice. can actually start getting something going from this, like, we could actually start making something from it. But, I mean... Yeah. For now, it's just for fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then at the somewhere. same time, like a lot of these people that are trying to get their name out there, like it's a good way for them to get their voice out there, so that people yeah. can hear it and go, "Ooh, I want them on my project." So yeah, yeah, for sure. Advertising. <laughs> Leaves rustle in the wind, skirting and swooping, flying across the cracked cement of a deserted, abandoned funfair ground. Most of the stalls are gone. The rides are torn down, rusting stumps of metal sticking out of the ground where they used to be, like rotten teeth in a twisted mouth. Weeds thrust up from the ground, tearing the concrete, winding around what remains, staking their claims in the whispering dark. So, but anyways, um, I don't know where I was going with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had just been chatting about how I got into everything, but um, oh, yeah, yeah oh, I, I think right. that, yeah, but it's I think that we kind of jumped naturally to the fact that in order to get to where you want to go, 
you just have to kind of learn every aspect of it that you can. You basically have to make mm-hmm. yourself a mini expert who's irreplaceable, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's pretty much where I got myself at my job now. Ha ha. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> always good. Um, so mental health is always a good uh, topic. So go ahead and what what did you have prepared for us? Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, well, in in this essay, I will. No, I'm. I just <laughs> wanted to little little Tracy talk. I think that there's such an interesting um, cross section between arts and mental health, um, and how they uh, coincide, coexist. I mean, I feel like there was this uh, Twitter trend going around that was like, name a, show a, a, a art piece that's good for your mental health. Um, and I was looking at how many people just like posted Van Gogh, you know, like, because it feels like Van Gogh's like the patron saint of, I'm dealing with all this mental health shit, but I'm still persevering and putting out these beautiful works of art. Sure. Not only despite it, but also because of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you want to... I think it's interesting to kind of look at the ways that we romanticize mental illness, which is fascinating to me, um, but also in the ways that we, it, it also can kind of help us be more expansive in our art. So it's not necessarily like a celebration, because I think that that's weird, where people are like, yeah, you know, this person was suicidal, but look at the art, and you're like, mm, that's not sustainable, I don't know if we should be cheering that on. yeah. But at yeah. the same time, it's it's very interesting to me because we seem to just be so drawn towards stories of people who struggle with their mental health and are still able to make these beautiful, inspiring works that we can look at and go, look, that's that's proof that in the struggle, there's still beauty and light. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and I find that just really fascinating. And I think of... I think about mental health probably more than uh, the average person does just because it's constantly on my mind because it's something for me that's talked about entirely way too much and then also not talked about in the right ways at all. Yeah, like I it's, agree. It's oversaturated but also taboo. Like if you actually have conversations about the things that would address mental health, people are like, no, 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 we're not ready for that. Yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> we do want to talk about like selling self-care and mental health like if we can optimize it and capitalize off of it we can talk about it all day right we can talk about how we should buy massages for ourselves and little bath bombs but we don't talk about how capitalism is like the number one crusher of mental health that working Mm. a nine to nine job is not sustainable that having these patterns of not being able to make a sustainable wage to afford Mm -hmm. a a safe place to live those all contribute towards mental health absolutely those are all systemic so you've got you've got it almost like you the big corporations in the 80s were like let's sell environmentalism as an individual responsibility not a corporate one right so you can let's talk about recycling and people taking shorter showers but we're not going to talk about how like coca-cola dumps like this much into the nearby lakes every year exactly Mm -hmm. And I feel like the same thing's been done for mental health, which is it's on the individuals now to take care of your mental health. You're supposed to do all these things, but it's, and it's, it's so, so expensive to even just to so talk to expensive. somebody like that. Yep. And it's systemic. So it's like you can do all the right things on an individual level, but if you don't have like, say, a boss that lets you take a sick day or you don't have, you can't pay your bills when you're working three jobs, like your mental health is mm-hmm. not going to get better. Nope. And I agree with that. When I was mm-hmm. in South Dakota yeah. and was a single mom, like fucking I had to work three mm-hmm. jobs in seven days a week, 18 hours a day and was still fucking yeah. like negative 200 in my account. And I'm just like, why am I having to struggle so fucking hard when I'm seeing these bitches over here who have three kids who don't work and they're they've got fucking everything that they need in a brand new car. It's like, I don't get it. Yeah. The disparity is huge, and it's, like, between the people who have, it just feels like it's just two groups, which is people who have way too much and people who don't have enough. You know, like, it never feels Mm -hmm. like there's the people who have just enough. It just feels like that chasm has just grown wider and wider and wider of people who just take everything and then leave very little left for anyone else to have any sort of 
livable, sustainable life. And that's yeah. frustrating because it's there aren't easy solutions for that. So people just don't talk about it. Right. So we yeah. like we're on social media and we've got like a character limit. So we've like been resigned to like meme culture, which is like if I can't explain a complex issue in like four sentences and a quippy little cartoon, we just can't talk about it apparently. Yeah. yeah. I feel that a hundred percent. It's right. When I start talking about mental health on Twitter or somewhere, you just get really long threads. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the reasons why I now have a Substack. Yeah, so that's all smart. That goes on there, and then I can just put a link on Twitter and be like, "There, have stuff." Right, because it's <laughs> it's these long. Things. It's these long, like, points that you have to make. You're like, I can't say yeah. one quippy thing and have people be like, bam, that's it. You're like, yeah. no, 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 this is five paragraphs long of, like, how to address this. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, even, and even then, I still can't say everything that I need to say. No, exactly. Yeah. So, substacks. Substack is good. My substack is what kind of gives me that freedom at the moment to talk about whatever. <laughs> it's been good. <laughs> And I have so much respect for people who go on TikTok and have, like, the whole, like, mental health side of TikTok. But I'm like, what happens if I'm too depressed to, like, make a TikTok about depression? (laughs) (laughs) Like, at some point, it it exists where it's, like, these people have enough energy to talk about mental health in a way that I'm like, I'm glad that you're talking about it. But I I don't want to, like, police it or gatekeep it, but I'm like, how struggling are you if you were able to make, like, 40-minute TikToks every day? Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, TikTok. Me and TikTok are never really going to get on because of video. I struggle. I don't even have it. <laughs> like the most social video. media that I have is Discord. That's that's yeah. my social media. <laughs> uh, I, I I've done social media stuff for other people. Um, and the closest I get to TikTok is comment moderation for one of them, <laughs> for someone occasionally. <laughs> um, I've even taken myself off their social media team. I do other stuff now. In fact, I yeah. run a Substack. I run a Substack for that. But <laughs> Because writing is a thing they do. Um, and nice. that doesn't kill me. Like, social media stuff does eventually. Um, yeah. Just scheduling stuff and everything. But, yeah, it's great. So I, 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 I ghostwrite stuff for this, for someone quite a bit. And I'm pretty good at ghostwriting, apparently. That's awesome. Because it seems to go down well. Yeah. And, and it's cool because it means I can actually put this other stuff out on the Substack. And it is literally, that's your thing, you do it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so you know, every week they'll put out something, and the person I do it for will be like, "That was awesome." Oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's because I can talk about the things that they do, and I can talk about it the way that they would, and get the full meanings across in ways that they might struggle. Sure, uh, <clears throat> it's really yeah. cool. I'm, I really like that I get to do that, as well as rambling away on my own. Hell yeah! Kind of two two different sides of things, which is really cool. Yeah, but yes, too much social media kills me. I just, I just can't. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. And, pers- and the person I do it for is trans, so there's just a whole extra level of nasty that appears sometimes. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I, I jump on when we're having kind of t- trolls raiding in a bit and doing stuff, but at the end of the day, we kind of wind up turning that over to the cis people. <laughs> like, as you like, should YouTube, your turn because they're just not as affected by it and exactly yeah, trans people are and that's so, the yeah. whole point is like put those people at the front like literally yeah. make your allies and accomplices like the human shields because it's yep. not hurting them in the same way so fucking yeah. put your body in there and <laughs> use it to shield right. uh, other people my, my partner yeah. is one of them and somebody else on the discord server and you know the person that takes care of, say, of like the YouTube comments will let us know if they're getting a bit too many of the assholes, and we will shove my partner and the other guy in front of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, there you go. You can get to do deleting and reporting things. Let yeah, there's no one there clean again. That makes <laughs> perfect sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can and fodder. It hurts you less than it hurts. Yeah, you. it does. Yeah. 
And I, I know that I can do that because it's a thing that my partner has volunteered to do a number yep. of times and has done for me on Twitch and places before when I've found myself into the wrong places and people have come back going, ah, we're going to be mean. Yeah. <laughs> she, basically- she literally has a Twitter account in order to do that. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this basic concept of allies to the front. That's all it is, you know? Absolutely. Like, yep. Yeah, I know yeah. that if I asked any of the people that I consider true allies to step in front, that they would. Oh, I would. And, you know, I do the same thing for other people. When it's stuff oh, I that would. I can deal with and they can't. It, like, you know, I, I, I love uh, knowing that. It's really important because it's a really important part of being an ally. Yeah. I've had to stand up for, it wasn't really that type of situation, but, like, uh, we had this uh, fucking employee that I ended up having to call out, and normally I don't, I'm the type of person, like, I don't really say a whole lot until, like, Mm -hmm. because I'm quiet, and then if I say something, it generally means you need to fucking listen, (laughs) and... When, um, this chick, I was constantly having to do her fucking job. Like, it it was, like, two or three days out of the week and my job. And it wasn't so easy because it was all the way across the fucking factory. And then... Of course. I finally, like, went to the manager and I was like, just switch me back. Please, just switch me back because I'm already doing this job. I'm fucking tired of her crap. Like, just switch me back. Well, Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do with her? I don't care. Fire her. Like... You know, she's not even here in the, the, at all. Like, what's the point? And he goes, well, on the books, she has perfect attendance because she was abusing FMLA. And I was like, uh. okay. So I called that out. And, I, and he was like, yeah, I know. But, like, we literally can't do anything legally. Well, luckily Ugh. enough, like, the day after she got back, from her four-day vacation that she decided to take again. Um, They told her that I was getting moved back to the position and she was getting moved to Squawk. And so she was all mad about that. Well, then she ended up getting caught smoking on her vape inside the building, which is a federal law. Yeah. Yeah. So she got fired. Well, then she wanted to go on Facebook and be like, oh, they fired me for smoking and thing. But then a lead gets caught with stuff in her system and drugs were found in a thing and da 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 and doesn't know the whole fucking story. Right. Mm. By the way, like that's not even how that all happened. Um, So she wants to bitch. And then you had all these people at the bottom saying oh this is bullshit yada 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 this is discrimination and i went okay i'm done with this so i fucking went on my facebook which i hadn't posted in like a year by the way and i was like okay i've had enough like i've sat here and i've watched the comments and i'm done and i like i called her out it was a whole fucking paragraph of calling her the fuck out and um (laughs) the very next day (laughs) I got a bunch of (laughs) Cassie that was the best thing I've read all day (laughs) (laughs) I bet because if you're that pissed off you know other people are oh yeah and it was just (laughs) a lot of people wanted to say something but they were like we didn't really know what to say and I was like oh no I was Mm -hmm. the best person to do that because I was the one doing her job so Yeah, no, it w- I was the perfect person to do that. Plus, none of the managers could do anything, you know, because their hands are tied, their tongues are tied, you know, mm-hmm. legally. And so I was like, it's fine. I'm still getting fist bumps from that <laughs> post. And that was like a month ago. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It Definite was approval from here as well. Yeah, I was pretty happy about it. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't cuss throughout the whole thing. I, well, at the end, I told her to shut the fuck up and get over it. But <laughs> I mean, I, I said it in a very perfect way. I'll have to send you the screenshot. But Yes. Yeah, I'd love to see that. that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. It was, <laughs> I was proud of myself. <laughs> uh, it does sound like it was very fun 
Yeah, well, she was trying to play the victim, and I fucking hate when people are trying to play the victim when they're in fact not the victim. Yeah, the the manipulative lying assholes. Yes, that decide that they are the wrong at party, despite (laughs) having done all of the shit themselves. Yeah, I know. I know, and I hate it. I know. Yep. I told her. I uh, I said, you know, we all make mistakes. Whenever I see it. Yep, I said we all make mistakes. Get over it. Like own up yeah. to your shit. Like what? don't fucking try to blame other people because you're a shitty person. Is basically you're what fucking, I said. You're <laughs> fucking adult. Yeah. You are an adult. Own act your shit. Like it. Right? <laughs> uh, at least pretend to act like it. Like whatever. Uh, Just ugh. nonsense. I know. Well, let's go plug all of your stuff. We've got ten minutes <laughs> left of the hour, and I don't want to go to two hours because I know that we totally could. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we totally could. <laughs> let's plug all your guys' stuff. Tracy, where can we find you? Um, thanks for asking, Cass. Uh, you can <laughs> find me. Um, my website is appropriately named www.tracyclifton.com. And then I'm also on Twitter. Um, my screen name is Little Crane. Um, and I'm on Instagram as Tracy.m.clifton. Um, and I kind of use every site a little bit differently. I talk a lot about mental health on Instagram um, and on Twitter. I talk a lot about like arts, movie, and occasionally I start fights with um, turfs and transphobes. <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> I, like, lost my shit the other day, and then I was like, I shouldn't have done that, because nothing good comes from it in the comment section. But sometimes people <laughs> are so stupid, you're like, I just have to call you out. So yeah, I know, I get that. To. <laughs> yeah. And just so you know, I'm always cheering you on when I see you doing this. Thank you, <laughs> I appreciate I, that. I know better than to join in, because that will make it worse. But <laughs> I always sit there and cheer you on. Yeah, I'm I, just, like, I just are don't you... want to make it worse for you. Yeah, people poach it. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? But I, you know. <laughs> anyway, so no, you I can find that. me on Twitter, Instagram, and then I have a shiny website where um, it has my voiceover reel, and then also has my um, some spots I've done in terms of producing for animation, and then um, some of my screenplays that I've written, and some um, of the films that I've produced. You can watch those, and then I've got two projects coming up that are starting to place in film festivals so that's really exciting um yeah so i've got uh this film i helped produce motel room last fall and it just got accepted into the la shorts film festival and then i've got um another uh pilot that i helped produce called our late father um and that's uh starting to place in festivals as well so um i will be plugging those on my yes. my social media sites as well but i'm really really proud of all the work that i get to do um and i'm i'm so so proud of the work with strange stories from odd folks like i'm so proud to be mm-hmm. a part of this um so i'll kick I'm it over to i'm excited to listen yeah. i'm really yeah. excited to listen to it i yeah. hope i get to be a part of it um you know so the weirdest thing I, I have like five volunteers for next season already Oh, okay. Well, I'm already I'm already volunteering that. too, so yeah, fine. yeah. I'm gonna have um, lots of people on apparently that for season two, <laughs> um, potentially for the stuff in between. Um, yeah, I mean, Tracy, Tracy's Tracy's been amazing. Um, I've really mm-hmm. enjoyed working with Tracy. It's the first time I've got to work with her, and it's been awesome. She's amazing. Um, I feel the and, same way. I just feel so lucky that I got to finally work with uh, you. <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. been so long, and we finally managed it. And yeah, I really hope, I really hope you'll keep doing it as well. As yeah, no one, especially, especially because, of course, uh, you know, I'm writing you your own series now. Well, yeah, no, oh. the, the Adventures of Trixie. So that's oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, hell yeah! So one of the episodes that Tracy reads, um, she got so connected to the main character, and. Did it so well and was in tears at the end. And I, I just sat there going, I think that Tracy needs more Trixie. Yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm turning Trixie into a regular. Sometimes you just meet 
your soulmate in characters that people write and then you're like yeah. uh i want to hang out with this person the character for the rest of my life and then you know <laughs> if you have the creator who takes notice of that and they're like oh okay yeah so when <laughs> lee was like oh i can feel that you're really resonating with Trixie and I was like yes I am Lee was like okay I'm gonna write more Trixie (laughs) (laughs) so there will be Trixie yeah because Trixie's just this like bubbly girl who just like deals with um ghosts in the supernatural and she just rules with it and I was like I feel like I feel like like, this resonates so that's awesome (laughs) that's kind of what happened to one of our audio shows like uh I was in a one shot of D&D and I loved my character Tari so much uh, with this other character who is um he's a tiefling investigator and Tari is a halfling rogue who is also a thief and so it's like the cat and mouse type situation but we're secretly lovers mm. and so I love it. we loved it so nice. much that we made an audio show from it so i gotta yeah, actually nice. edit the first episode today so uh <laughs> i'm excited cool. for that but yeah yeah. So, yeah so working with tracy's been amazing um mm-hmm. it's the first thing that this i've done at all um I've been on some podcasts, but the first time I've done like telling stories and uh, my partner as well, she got roped into it. Uh, She's got a great storytelling voice. Um, We read to each other quite a lot. um, Lexi's also fabulous with the art. It's it's all Lexi's art, right? All the art for Mm -hmm. it is all Lex. Um, Everything is being drawn by my girls because she is excellent at this. She's so talented. Yeah. She, she's just fantastic. She's just got such skill of her eye for detail. Just the little details is amazing. Yeah. Um, and so that's all going to come. So there'll be a new piece of art for every episode as well. Uh, so you'll get Hell to see yeah. lots, of, lots of Cuddles artwork too. And Yay. I just, I want, I would like this thing to find its queer creators and to find its allies and to find other podcasters who want to do shares and swaps and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, trailer swaps and episode swaps, I'm all up for that. And I yep. want I, I want to be able to find the community that has the stories to give. And mm-hmm. the community that has the desire to read them or listen to them and share them. Um, so hopefully this will be something that will do that for us. <clears throat> and you know what? More voice. And I you mean, know what, Lee? If it doesn't, you're still having fun doing it. Right? Oh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I have all the faith that it's going to. And, you know, it's... You're so great. And I, I, I have good things. I have good feelings for this. So, Oh, yeah, and Tracy, yeah. if we don't since i don't have that other stuff i'm gonna send you my phone number so we can get absolutely so i know that right now uh 305 a.m and that's the trixie one is up on gender meowster is that right lee it's um anchor.fm slash genderful um a few weeks back if you look at episode 85 they had some issues with the guest because uh, it's normally it's in it. It's a chat show, um, but they had some issues with the guest, and uh, Meowster asked if I had anything to give for the podcast. So I moved up all of my timetables on the podcast by about a month and a half, uh, so that I could give three or five a.m. So you can catch Tracy reading that exclusively on there for the moment, and that is the Trixie story. And people's awesome. response to it has been wonderful, and they have also been crying. <laughs> I did my job, so <laughs> Lee did Lee's job, and then I did my job. So you know, cry. I can't wait to cry. I can't wait to cry for all the right reasons. Then. Yeah, <laughs> Genderful is a great podcast as well. Um, I was on it a while back, and, and if you actually look at. Uh, oddfolks.podbean.com you'll see that the second episode um, is my episode of Genderful 
so we've got a trailer, Neon Genderfall, and then the new trailer of today. Um, it, it's a great show. Uh, Meowster brings on uh, trans people every week, and they talk about stuff about being trans, what they get up to, their special interests, and they, they get pretty varied. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever people want to talk about. And so it's good. And Meowster has a occasional co-host who is Atlas O Phoenix, who is an excellent filmmaker as well. As well as being incredibly sweet. Hell yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Lee, did you remember to plug uh, the other places that people can find you? Oh, yeah. I, I did not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got distracted. It's a He's just, uh, Lee's just it's, boasting everybody else, but, you know. Yes. <laughs> myself. Um, yeah, uh, you can catch me at um, there's some stories at leehume.com. Uh, but they're also all going up with my Substack, which is leekhume.substack.com. Uh, it's Hume with an L, H-U-L-M-E. And on Twitter, I am Lee K. Hume. And you can also find me, all the other bits and pieces that I get up to, uh, link uh, on my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash Lee K. Hume. Awesome. And I'll make sure to have all that in the show notes. So any yes. information, I will get Thank this in you, there. Thank you, Cass. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so make sure uh, when I get you my number, I will get all of your links. And then, Lee, I still have all of your links from the, the yeah. previous show. So I'll just copy and paste from there. And then whatever yeah. new ones yeah. you need me to send, I will send me send that. I send them to you in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on my show and thank you, thank you everyone Cass. else Thanks. for listening. Absolutely. Follow, rate, and review everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure you uh, send me a little note sometime. Let me know what you think. Um, and everybody have a great day. Blessed be. Thanks, listeners. Bye. <laughs>